0: thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs.
1: Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey.
0: All right, folks. Welcome to my final podcast on Voice America, The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. Um, I've got some private sector stuff that's come up that I'm just simply not going to have the time to put in this for a while. Uh, I'll circle back (laughs) a la Miss Saki. when i have the time. So there's a lot of stuff we're going to cover today. I didn't want any one particular topic to uh, bog us down. I've got a friend of mine. That's actually my business partner going to be joining me. Um, you're going to have two rednecks on the radio talking about a lot of things. I thought you might enjoy that, but there's a lot going on. And, um, as it is in this wonderful land that we call America, well, you know, I just, before we get into this, let's, let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping. Okay. Um, now I'm debating on whether or not to keep my profile up with Voice America. Probably will do that. I've got to figure out what we're going to do on a podcast because if the projects that I've got come on, I've got to be mobile. So I've got to I've got to rethink the whole. What am I going to do? How am I going to get my message out? I've got a lot of people approaching me to run uh, for political office. I'm, I'm I'm considering that whether it's state or federal. So there's a lot of things I've got to mull over. And one of the things that I want to be able to do is continue to whether I'm on a podcast or whether I do something live stream or something, I want to be sure that I'm still getting my message out to you. So let's, let's cover a couple of things. Number one, the information is going to stay up. There. It's never going to come down. I'll continue that forever. May introduce a couple more domains into it. Okay. Um, because I'm thinking of doing some, uh, some shakeup on uh, broadcast strategy. The social media, and I've had people ask me if I'm going to go to try to go back and resurrect my at dgancy65 for Twitter. Where right now it's at infoedge65 at Twitter, and I kind of like infoedge. I got to be honest with you, I really do. Um, I've been playing around with Twitter. I haven't really gotten serious. We, we've slowly been building followers, but um, you know, with Elon coming in, I don't know. I honestly don't know. See, technically. You're not supposed to be re- rebuilding an account once you get nuked. Of course, I did it under another email and all that good stuff. Um, I got to think about that one. I don't know if I got them to merge. Which one would I want? I I, I just I, I got to cogitate. I mean, there was a there was a ton of followers, close to ten thousand followers that I had on that, and that was after being you know knocked back a couple of times. I'm nowhere near that on it right now, but I just I don't know. I got to think about that one. Uh, Gab and getters, where I'm slowly building up. Gab is real hard to build on right now because they're servers, they slow down their followers, but it is a true free speech information platform. And there's some folks on there I'm not necessarily fond of, but that's the great thing about free speech in the First Amendment. If you don't like it, you don't listen to them. So if I see some of these people that basically I, the, you can tell uh, they're, they're racist <laughs> with what they put in their bio, I don't want to follow them. I don't want to be a part of it, but I respect the fact that they have a voice. Getter is very Twitter-like probably a little more Twitter-like than uh, uh, Gab is in terms of functionality and flow. I like it a lot. I'm going to stay on these two platforms. Parler, I I just think it's a slug. I just think it's a slug. It's hard to follow people. It's hard to communicate. um, And I'm not adult by any stretch of the means, but I'm just not a fan of it. But I am going to be adding some things to the site. There's some, uh, this year, because we've covered a lot on the local level and on the county level of people following races and how to get involved in those, when I did my um, my site and I did the basically the research on how to contact anybody on the federal level and people on the state level, well, I left those other two out because each time you go down a step in government, you get a wider branch of connectivity, but we did so much this year and I've had a lot of email activity. People come in and said, oh, we really love your site from a resource site. I know if I need to go send out letters, I can go right to your site, go right to this link and boom, I've got that. And you know, would you, would you expand it? And we're thinking about it. It's just it's a lot of research that goes into expanding that site and putting all those things together. But I think it's going to be worth it. Uh, there's some things you can go through. I am going to look at bringing in the podcast that I had here as well as the broadcast that I had when I was with Automotive Edge uh, and Truck Talk Yeah, I'm still in discussion with iHeart. There's some clauses I just don't like, but at the same time, they've been hosting. You know, right now, if you're listening to Voice America, great. I know a lot of you listen to me on iHeart. I have a lot on Apple, a lot on Spotify, and a lot on Google. And iHeart's been hosting Information Edge now for 15 months. And um, they haven't nuked the content. There's some clauses in it. that you just you go, ooh, 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 ooh. because if you get into radio, I mean, actual broadcast radio, AM, FM, um, the, the money stakes jump up considerably. And you got to be sure if you sign a contract that you can meet the contract, not only financially, um, but that you can you can abide by what they're going to have you want, you know, in terms of restrictions. And it's been really almost a year that I've been going back and forth with the folks because there's just a couple of restrictions that I couldn't go with, my attorney's telling me, look, I've been having your podcast out there for a year and a half. That's where most of your followers are. Obviously, they don't have a problem with it. Maybe you should get off your high horse. He may be right. But in any case, I'm going to take a little bit of time. Um, we've got some stuff coming up in the private sector. When my buddy comes on, we're going to talk about that. But I do want to talk about Elon and the Twitterverse. I don't know if we've had, since President Trump, had access to Twitter. If we've had such a meltdown of snowflakes in social media, uh, I, it's just absolutely phenomenal. And I'm kind of like, well, um, I I like it. You know, when, when Trump was on there, he would come out and do something and snowflakes would melt all over the place. And you know, right now they're going well with Elon. You know, when he calls in, it's just going to be a platform for for, for white supremacists and rednecks all over, and over white men, and straight men. I don't know. I, I don't know that I can handle that. <laughs> okay, let, let me let you let me let you know something, guys. First off, Caucasians about 70% of the country. Don't wig out. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And guess what? The majority of the population isn't gay. Oh my God. They're going to shut me down for saying that one. Okay. There's five, maybe 10% that are, you know, homosexual. God bless them. Go live your life. Have fun. But the majority of America is straight. Majority of America is white. That's that doesn't mean that we need to be on a permanent uh anti-white crusade because folks, that's just that's wrong. So I think the real thing is we need to start thinking about, stop, stop worrying about if <laughs> who's gonna be talking on Twitter or not. So the reality of the situation is what's happening with Elon. I just find this fascinating. You know, he comes out and he says he wants to buy, does a leverage buyout. We got the meltdown going all over. And now all of the sudden free speech may no longer be free. Oh, Dorothy, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. Okay, folks, Jeff Bezos, who I think if he's not the world's wealthiest man, he's in the top five owns Amazon. He bought the Washington post back in 2013. I, I, I believe that is the correct date. May have been a year earlier, maybe a year later. I think that's around the time. It would have been when Barry o was in office and, Oh, it was thought, well, a billionaire is getting into this and it's taken it a whole new route. I got to tell you something. If you go back and you study the history of print media as well as broadcast media, It's been owned by wealthy people because it costs a lot of money to run these daggum things. So the difference has been a lot of those folks have been in the shadows. They've been in the backgrounds. Now you're seeing some of the big money people coming out of the shadows, coming out of the backgrounds. And that's exactly what uh, he had with Bezos. But with him, it it wasn't the, the end of free editorialization Of a major newspaper. Now, my personal opinion of the Washington Post, um, I think it's made for lining bird cages as well as, uh, a great, um, substance for training puppies. It's crap. And I, my opinion, that's all it should be is for crap. Okay. So it really didn't bother me when he bought it because it was crap in the first place, and you knew he was going to make it crappier. But the free press was, oh, 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 Because it was Bezos buying it for liberal purposes. Well, roll the clock nine years later, and understand that Twitter and Facebook, which are the two of the most restrictive platforms out there, had under the Obama administration or the Obama regime, become very, very critical. And as President Trump came into office, were used constantly to try to silence conservative voices. That's why you've had all these alternatives come out. Had Twitter and Facebook been fair, Gab, Getter, all these other platforms, they don't exist. And everybody says, well, the first amendment doesn't apply to businesses. I don't know that I agree with that. I think if you're going to have free speech, free speech should go to print and other forms of media. It should be free. But when the government steps in and makes it a dog whistle for going after a certain selective group of those of a certain political background, i.e. against conservatives or liberals, it doesn't matter. Then it's no longer not subject to to, to the First Amendment if you buy that argument. And I don't buy that argument. But if you're one of those that says, "Well, uh, you know, private business isn't—they uh, don't have to enforce fr- free speech, or they don't have to enforce the First Amendment," which I disagree with. But if you're one of those that believe it, then when the government steps in and starts using it, and we know for a fact in the last um, two years of this administration, there's there's a clear cut path that basically says. The government's interfering with these platforms. There's government directive. We we know for fact. There's there's articles that have come out where they've asked Fa- Facebook to do certain things and asked Twitter to do certain things. Well, when when that happens, um, I think not only does the First Amendment not only does it need to be uh, strictly applied, but then you get into whether or not this is now a government platform that falls into a form of regulation. And that was one of the issues that President Trump had when he was in his last year of office is that the Section 230 protections no longer applied to Twitter and to Facebook because they had become de facto government agencies. They were the town square giving all the information out. And when you're the town square giving the information out and you're following the director of the, uh, of, of the chief government official in charge, it changes your officiating status. Unfortunately, during that period of time when they had enough legislative clout to get something done under 230, nothing happened. And the reason nothing happened is because the platforms were doing exactly what government wanted at that time. It was restricting conservative speech, putting... If you put something out there, you were just this dis, disinformation, uh, suspensions, banned. I mean, you know, I got, you know, I was uh, you know, I was put on warning a few times, and then last October I finally got nuked from Twitter. And I appealed it. What did I get nuked for? I think I know what it was. There was someone out there that made a comment um, going through the neighborhoods, or no, excuse me, through the stores of San Francisco, because the state of California doesn't have the low thresholds they once did for the prosecution of theft. You think it's like $900, and I think it's even been raised more, and all these storefronts. We're having all these problems where people were coming in and and robbing them and looting them and going and causing all this damage. And there was no law enforcement to come in and slow it down. And someone posted, well, what do we do to stop this? And yours truly put out a smart-ass remark. I knew it was smart-ass when I put it out there. I said, you shoot them. Now, I didn't say kill them. I didn't say murder them. I didn't say maim them terrifically. I said, shoot them. You have a right in this nation, despite what liberals will tell you, there's court history out there. You have a right to defend your property, including your business property. If someone continues to rob you, you have a right to shoot them. Now, you want to give a warning shot first. Hey, I'm serious about this. I'm fixed. To, I'm fixed to put a cap in your ass. And if that doesn't do the job, you follow up. But you could shoot someone and not kill them. There's places to shoot people, and they're not going to go anywhere until law enforcement gets there. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that was why I got nuked from Twitter. Because I was trying to rack my brain. I hadn't blown anybody out. I'd actually kind of got pretty mild on it. And I thought, well, okay. But the reality is I should not have been nuked for that comment because there are far more violent comments that Twitter have and still allows uh, of others from extremist regimes, of folks in uh, government in Iran, in Korea, where they're getting explicit on ways to kill people disembowelment I'm, I'm talking real real violence that are allowed to go out there but because i was a conservative person who's on talk radio and and a podcast when well, i got nuked that's selective discrimination well now elon comes in he buys twitter now first off i gotta tell you the belly aching that i've seen from some of these liberal whiny Marvin milk toast. Well, he could have taken 44 billion and he could have solved world hunger and da-da-da-da-da- that, that-da-da-da-da. Might get this meeting on Twitter. Well, here's my comment to that. First off, the people that are taking that in, which by the way, Jack's gonna get just a load of Jack. And um, the new guy getting there's a whole bunch of money and, and people at Twitter. Fix the walkway, forty four billion dollars. Why aren't you talking to them about doing something with that money now that they have it? Because they're more likely because they're supposed to be liberal, therefore they're supposed to believe in all these causes. Well, won't they put their money where their mouth is? Oh, did I just step across an undisclosed secret that liberals? Don't put their money behind charitable causes. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Pearl clutching, beware. <laughs> Go look at the top foundations out there. There's a couple, but for the most part, liberal folks, they don't contribute to charitable foundations. God forbid, especially religious foundations. Well, that's just we, just we just we just don't do that. I could also say, don't worry about his forty-four billion. You know what? You should be worried about if if you're one of the Marvin Milk Toast, our Maggie Milk Toast, whiny, wussy, generation snowflake. That well, why is he spending forty-four billion on Twitter? Okay, let me tell you, you need to be worried about. You need to be worried about those thieving sons of bitches up in Washington, D.C. that call themselves the House of Representatives and the Senate. Because, ladies and gentlemen, they are laundering the U.S. Treasury abroad. Don't give a rat's ass about what's happening at Twitter. I like the fact that I'm already seeing more positive Conservative comments. I already like the fact that we know that people are starting to get more follows. That, does that mean that they had follow restrictors? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But we're seeing some changes. I think, my personal opinion, you're probably going to see a lot of sanitizing before Elon has complete control and can get in and look at code and servers and such. I think when the when it comes to light, I think we're going to see there was a lot of things that they were doing to conserve specific groups, specifically conservative groups, which was selective discrimination. And I think you are going to see there, there's, there was, you know, the government. Now, oh, so get, oh, oh, almost forgot. So now it, that Elon has purchased Twitter and you're seeing the news just going agape. Oh, my God. Elon, he, he, he could come out and actually restrict political speech. He could restrict a political candidate from being out and being able to get their message. And there's 200 million people that are going, uh, yeah, Mother Trucker. That's what's been happening to conservatives for the last 10 years. You goon. We're tired of having every time that we get out and and we get a good breath full, good chest full of air that we're fixing to pull there, boom, we get blown away. It could happen under Elon. I doubt it will. I think we're going to see a lot more free speech on it. I think we're going to see some barb flowing by, back and forth. I know the litmus test, everybody says that whether or not Twitter is heading in the right direction is whether or not uh, President Trump gets his count, account reinstated. Well, President Trump's got his own deal, true social. Now, I don't think President Trump saw this coming because I don't think he would have went and put together the infrastructure to start another platform to compete with Twitter if he thought that Twitter was not going to implode. And let's be blunt, folks, okay? Had Elon not come in here and done this, within 12 months, all Twitter was going to be for the most part, 95% would be a liberal, uh, Nazi Democrat hating echo chamber because that was what it was rapidly becoming. I think that's why you're seeing the snowflakes have such a meltdown right now because they know they've lost that echo chamber. They know if they go to gab, they're not going to have that echo chamber. They're going to have, when they make a comment. And if they got oh oh, oh, oh they're gonna get a wave of, of of other comments coming back. Same thing on Getter. I said, well, we'll just go to Getter. Well, who who do you think started Getter? Goober? Conservatives? I've seen a few liberals on on Getter, and they'll go through it and they make a comment. And I mean, they just they just get bombarded. They're not gonna go to Getter. I might go to Instagram. And Facebook's a different animal. I mean, Facebook, yeah, you can get some stuff going, but it's it's not. It's just a different format, and I, and that's why I've never really done a lot on Facebook. I don't like Facebook. I I started it, good lord, oh nine for political purposes. Kept it around. It's, it's more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Um, Twitter was is, is been a better platform. It's a faster, it's hopping, it's it's hip, and the liberals are melting down because they know. They've lost it, and they don't know where they're going to be able to go and troll people, and troll in confidence, and troll in safety. Their little And that safe space, is gone. Damn, old Elon, he just took it away. <laughs> Why did he do that? It's just so mean. The reality of the situation is, Elon saw an opportunity. So now, the possibility. Ooh, that free speech could reign and now joe biden's interested in 230 revamping section 230 regulation oh oh we we can't have this thing called free speech we well well we just we can't have this where someone comes out and controls something i'm sorry the last time i checked Twitter was a publicly traded company. And if you have the lettuce and the board will say, yes, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. See, had Twitter been regulated before, that might've changed things. But now it could be a wild West show again, and they can't stand it. So what do they have now? They have the DHS Disinformation Bureau, oh my God, the Disinformation Bureau. <laughs> um, I will tell you right now, I mean, they're already calling for it to be just chunked. This cannot ha- be allowed to happen. Joseph Goebbels, Adolf Hitler joseph stalin you know what those three men had in common they all had things called disinformation bureaus or disinformation organizations in other words they were there to police speech i'll say it again adolf hitler joseph Goebbels, joseph stalin three mass murderers. Now you can add to that name, Joseph Biden. Ooh. So the DHS disinformation, whatever the hell they want to call it. I'm not going to give it the credence of giving it respect because it's a joke. It's a lunar and it's gotta be stopped right in its tracks. They should have gotten aggressive on the J6 commission because the J6 commission, if you haven't figured out by now, the only purpose of the J6 commission is to find a way to prevent President Trump from running for president. again. Although they've come out with a creative way now against Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you didn't see that travesty last week, to try to see if they can keep her off the ballot because they say that she supported insurrection. That wasn't an insurrection. And for those of you that say it was an insurrection, an insurrection levels Washington, D.C. Which, by the way, if we don't get free and fair elections in November of this year, that's exactly what will happen. Is it will be leveled. So it wasn't an insurrection. It it was a little bit of a pissing and moaning contest. And a few drunk idiots got out of hand. And that's what happened. So now we've got the disinformation bureau. Now we're concerned about Section 230 regulation. It took Elon Musk buying Twitter to do that. All right, folks, we're going to take our last commercial break. You listen to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey on Voice America. We're going to pay a few bills, and we'll be right back to finish up our final show.
1: on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on The Voice America business channel
0: when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network
1: you are listening to the information edge with darren yancey to reach the program today call in to 1-866-472-5789 that's one 866 or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now back to the Information Edge.
0: All right, folks, welcome back to the Information Edge podcast. Um, we will keep the profile up. That way you can download this, uh, and that is also going to keep it out there for uh, iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, and I think there's some others that will go through. Um, with that we we like getting the the local downloads so we've talked about twitter i'm not going to spend a ton of time on the disinformation bureau because i think it's malarkey uh they're jumping all over it i think it's going to be crushed but have you seen the loon they've got running it i mean this lady that they've got running this she she basically is straight out of just the loony bin so i don't know (laughs) I'm sitting here going, you know, we got the disinformation board, and the gal they've got running it is just an absolute loon that you can't give any credence to. It's just, it's just classic. So I, I, I think the, um, the the disinformation bureau goes down because there it has no it has no constitutional authority behind it whatsoever. I'm sorry, that's not an enumerated power. Uh, that's not something the executive order and my feeling is this would be th- it'll be through anything that they come out with is going to be crushed in the courts. Um, so I think it's a I think it's something that it's a knee jerk reaction that you're seeing happening from Biden right now. And, and I look, I know Biden is, is a drooling goat uh, that craps his pants all the time, but he's got somebody pulling his strings. And there's some people behind it. Now, whether there's, you know, what you want to get into conspiracy theory whether it's Soros or Obama, uh, you know, I, I don't know, but somebody is, is calling the shots behind I mean He's just basically an empty vessel at this point, but somebody was said, okay, we got to do something, but we got to give something to the base. Okay. We got all these, we got all the, the snowflakes out there. They're just, they're melting, they're melting. So let's give it to them. So what else is you get into the base? We're talking, we, we did a show a couple of weeks back on student loan, and um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. You knew this was coming. You knew this is something they were going to try to do. My only question that I have is something I just want to plant this seed. If you have a quarter million dollars of student loan debt, and I'm "Eh, eh, going, how'd you get that in the first place? But we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into it. It Should go back to the university. If they do whatever they do, my question is this Does this create a taxable event to the person who is being forgiven by the government gods of Joe Biden? They're coming down and they're going to forgive your debt. That way you could go out. And get into some other form of debt, like a car or home, and be a productive member of society. (laughs) I don't know. But I'd like someone, at some point, put it out on social media, send me an email, give me a call. Does this create any type of taxable occurrence? I'd just like to know. Because if they do... If, there, if it does cause some type of taxable occurrence, do you think the people that are being perpetrated on this fraud, do you think they have any idea that's coming? Oh, wait, you're going to pay my student loan this. Then <laughs> they turn around and get this tax bill. Well, why am I being taxed $50,000? <laughs> and don't think that these Sons of bitches in Congress in this administration, they're looking for revenue. Okay. They're looking for every way to squeeze every drop of tax dollars out of you. Don't think that they, I'm telling you, there is a bear trap in whatever they put out. We just don't know how hard the bite is and who gets bit in the ass, but I promise you there's a bear trap. So that's just a question to throw out there for the pondering. Now, Let's talk about what's happening in the real world right now um, in terms of all the things that you've been seeing in Ukraine. And by the way, did you notice that the outlaw asked for an, uh, another, another $33 billion in aid? That's on top of another $20 billion. Folks, how big of a laundromat, how big of a payoff does this son of a bitch have to have? And why is it being allowed? You need to watch carefully to the people that vote these packages because every one of them, Democrat or Republican, are traitors to this nation. They must be removed from office, preferably peacefully. But at some point, a change has to be made, pure and simple. This cannot allow to be continued. Foreign aid must become a word of the past. And that's something if we get lucky and we have good elections and we get the proper people in office in Congress, that's something that's got to be talked about. Shopping or severely restricting aid. I've never seen this. And then for this son of a bitch to try to do between what's approved and what's 50 billion dollars and they can't spend a couple of billion to come down here and address our border. The real issue Via the Constitution, you are guaranteed to be protected against invasion. Of course, that is a government's ability, okay? But we have the ability. We have the capability. This lousy man won't do it. But we'll go spend 20, 40, 50 billion to Ukraine? No. Too much has already been stopped. The phone lines must be lit up, the emails must blow up it must be a congestion to the House of Representatives, the Senate, the White House. Stop giving away our money to this criminal that you put in in 2014. It's gotta stop. This isn't about Russian aggression, folks. This is about they're losing their European laundromat. And the world knows it. If you've been led around the nose to think that Russia is the bad guy in all of this, I'm not saying Russia hasn't done some bad things. If you're being led around by the nose to say that they're the only bad guy, um, you need to take your brain out, put it under some cold water, wash it off, and put it back in. And let me let you in on a little something. Okay? Let me let you in on a little something so you completely understand what the true reality of all this is. With Russia coming in and all the Biden sanctions and stuff like that, and we just passed an important date last week on the 22nd when a lot of the uh, the preliminary stuff, now they're trying to come back with new sanctions, all designed to, quote, unquote, cripple Russia. And I've done shows in the past on how that beast was made. And you don't just, you, you don't take something that you've assembled over 40 years and disassemble it over four months. That is not reality. It doesn't mean you can't disassemble it, but you can't do it overnight. And that's what you're trying to see right now is a disassembly of the Russian gas stop for the world overnight. I'm not going to name specific countries, but I can tell you right now, the mechanism for rebranding Russian refined fuels is already underway. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States is the largest consumer of refined petroleum products on the planet. Why? Because we are a car culture. And by the way, you should not be ashamed of that. Okay? Because I already hear some. Well, that means we're hurting the environment. We're. I don't want to hear it. If you go look at the tailpipe of a car today, it's damn near water. Granted, diesel's got to do some stuff. We, we still have we still have work to do, but there's a reason we're a transportation hub. We've got this stuff working, but we use more fuel. Okay? Russia's the largest producer of fuel on the planet. They get stuff that comes, what they produce, of what other nations produce to send to them to refine. Then they send it out. Well, guess what? That's not going to stop. What they're finding ways to do right now, ladies and gentlemen, is simply send it to other countries, wash it through a depository tank system, rebrand it Country X instead of Russia. And now it's a whole new fuel. Here's the problem. That fuel ain't as cheap as it was. Oh, no, 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 no. In the new Joe Biden area, era of absolute have-my-head-up-my-ass economics. What is happening now is jet fuels, which you know what that's for, are approximately double to buy them in bulk. That's big. Crude oil has increased 30%. Um, Natural gas has taken a big jump. I don't have the percentage on that gasoline obviously has went up 40%. I know you keep hearing, well, it's only an 8% increase. It's only an 8% increase. That's a load of crap. That's a load of crap. We're being hit with a lot more than 8%, but that's all they want to admit to. That's to keep people from going. If they truly came out and said inflation's at 40% right now, you'd have people picking up their guns, going up to government officials and blowing their brains out. And they're very much afraid of that. You see, January 6th did one thing. It shook their little security blankets that they had everything under control. January 6th was a reminder, oh, my God, if we get a few million people come in, we don't have enough armaments to stop them. You might catch three or four hundred thousand, but the waves will overcome them. That scared them. That's why they don't want to see Trump back in office. They think that he could whip them back up. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't. I don't think it's going to take President Trump to do it. I think you keep doing the things that you're doing. Eventually, you're going to piss the people off enough that they're just going to do it. So they're not going to come out and say inflation is 35 40%. Now, is that across the board? No, but I promise you it's not eight. So they're going to lie. But I'm telling you for fact, wholesale prices in the last 60 days of your major fuels that are bought for consumption, diesel, for example, has doubled. Now, cascading down, what is it reflected at the pump? 40%. Right now, European refiners, European refiners, not Russian, European, they are opening up and refining product to push diesel out because of where the price is because they can make tons of money. Our guys here at home, we're still capped at 35 to 40% because of this idiocy called the EPA. These are facts, my friends, and you can check my sources. So the question is, We've had all this stuff. Uh, We've had, you know, what's been achieved? Well, first off, they didn't stop Russia. Russia has stopped itself. They came in, they did their goals, they said, here's what we're going to do. But we'll keep sending selective artillery in if you don't do what we say. But they're not going across borders doing, oh, they're going to try to start another war going across. No, they're not. haven't done it. They're not going to do it. But they're not going to give up what they've already taken in Ukraine because those people, here's what people forget. People forget this or they simply were too ignorant to notice it or they're simply stupid and they don't want to accept it. The Donbass region wanted to be in Russia in 2014, as did Crimea. It's out there. All Moscow did this time was make it official. Ukraine has been bombing those regions for seven and eight years. Ukraine has blood on its hands. And a lot of what you see coming on the news over here is not current. There's stuff, they've got, they've recycled seven, eight, nine, 10-year-old stuff in a lot of these newsrooms. And I'm not saying there's not been damage done. There's been damage done. But Ukraine is not this innocent, little well, well, baby sitting on the sidelines just, well, we didn't do nothing and. We're not understanding what's happening. That's a load of crap. So let's examine it. 20 billion committed. I don't know how much has went over there. We really need that in our southern border. And we don't need that much. Let's say we take what they want to do, the 20 billion they want to give to Ukraine. What if we just spend that here in the United States in manufacturing? Think of that for a second, folks. Just spin it. Go, let's let's get business plans. We need it right now. Okay, China's going through another lockdown. Why? I don't know. They say it's COVID. I think it's crap. I think they're trying to just simply take control. We need chip manufacturing over here. We need electronic manufacturing over here. We used to do that a bunch of it. Well, let's take that 20 billion. Let's go find some industrial areas. Let's start pumping some money in and let's get it going here. Do tariffs on China so they can't sell it. Guess what happens? We make more money here. We pay more taxes here. Oh, by the way, you have more freight to move. They're worried about trucking industry not having enough freight to move in the coming months because of what's happening in China. A distressed industry is already going to get more stressors to it. Mm, mm, mm. It's got to stop. So we got 20 being committed, another 33. And I got to tell you, they can't give him this. People remember... He left $80 billion worth of weapons and vehicles. He left a freaking armada in Afghanistan. Now he's given these idiots in Ukraine weapons and munitions just at the wazoo. Now, think about that. What if we have a legitimate... National security threat that comes in that requires our forces to go out and fight and they don't have the necessary weapons or munitions. I read the trade periodicals. It's a legitimate concern. If you are not active in this next election, don't bitch. But if you are going to be active, you need to be sure that we're electing the right candidates and that we're holding them accountable. I'm not going to tell you we're going to fix this problem in one election cycle. I think we need to start by taking control, but I think it's going to take two or three election cycles to get out the Marvin and and, and Nancy milquetoases out of Congress, both on the House and the Senate. I don't know that I can commit to impeachment. Kevin McCarthy. That man does not need to be Speaker of the House. We already know what he's done. We already know he backstabbed. Now I say, well, you know, I I don't know that, you know, I don't know that we need to go there. Yes, we do need to go there. I've done shows on Joe Biden's actual criminal offenses against America. That's why I call him the outlaw. He needs to be in jail. But he also needs to be removed from office. That's impeachment. That starts in the House. That starts with a speaker. That can do the job. Now, let's get off on that for just a second. Jim Jordan. Oh, yeah, I think Jim will do the job. And I love what Matt Gatz has thrown out there. Gates, however you want to call his last name. You see, folks, the Speaker of the House does not need to be an acting representative. It's whoever the Speaker elects. And, oh, my God, would it not be biblical to nominate and elect Donald J. Trump Jr. No, I'm sorry, not Jr., just Donald J. Trump to be the next Speaker of the House. Oh, my God. You talk about a meltdown. I, I think their skin would just literally come off their faces, that they would generate so much heat. The orange mad, bad. I mean, the, it, it would it would be biblical, and I would love to see it. But we have to have the right people, and we have to get control. We have to stop these outside. We have to stop the, the insane spending, get the legislation under control. And yes, Biden does need to be removed from office. Now everybody goes, well, that's going to bring in, that's going to bring in Kamala Harris. It's going to be, a camera. we can't have, camera. folks, she can't be any worse. She just can't. And there's already things she's done that she could be impeached for. Do you see where I'm going with this? Stop worrying about Kamala. And go after Biden with everything. And if the Republicans don't grow a spine, they're gonna—it's gonna be political blood. What the Democrats are trying to do with Marjorie Taylor Greene should be happening to AOC, Elon Omar, Miss Presley, gal out in Seattle—I can't think of her last name, can't even pronounce it. Any of the. Uh, Obviously, (laughs) Nancy, uh, and we got Bud Ugly down there in California. I just try to get her (laughs) out of my head, who have actually preached actual violence against American citizens, against sitting congressmen, and are anti-American. The Republicans better grow a spine and get on the offensive and start taking names and kicking some ass or they're going to be kicked out of Congress. I don't think you could change the brand at this point. I've heard people say, well, the new party will start. That's 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 Pollyanna thinking. You have to have an organization. You have to have structure, and it's there. The Democrats were overtaken by Nazis. They simply said, we like your structure. Oh, we like everything. We think your leadership is too toast. We're going to take you over, and they did. Same things need to happen in the Republican party. If you want to be a Rhino, you know what, don't be in a leadership position. I'm not saying, you know, we don't need, we don't need a few moderate voices out there, but they don't need to be in leadership. Get out there, go after them, go after folks. We have to make some changes on this stuff. I want to wrap up with the last thing that must also change and that's got to be at your, your local and state level and that's property taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, I've done a show on this, I've had people on, the way that COVID was able to maintain control was through local and county restrictions, okay? Those local and county positions are funded by what's known as the ad valorem or property tax. Every state has it. It's one of the major funding mechanisms and it must be abolished in every state. Because number one, it is unfair for a person to go through majority of their life, paying off a mortgage, being done. And at the end of that mortgage, they have a deed that says it's theirs. Although the tax man, if they don't pay their taxes, can come in and take it. That is reprehensible. It's morally wrong. And it's not what this country stands for. It must change. It's one of the causes I'm going out to champion. And it can be done with sales tax. Now says, oh, I don't pay that much in sales tax. Well, guess what, mother trucker? I'm tired of paying for those folks being in control. If you take away the property tax, they do not have the mechanism to stay in business to enforce draconian measures. Because if they do draconian measures and the sales tax revenue drops off, they got no money. And believe it or not, even the most whacked out left coast liberal likes money. And they're smart enough to know that they must have it to control whatever they need. Property taxes are the modern-day slavery, and they must be abolished. And I have to tell you, I've come a long way on this. In 2009 and 2010, when I first heard this, I thought the people were lunatics. I you can't do that. Hell, how are they supposed to budget? How, how, are they supposed to, how are they supposed to pay things? They don't know what they're going to get in and what i didn't realize that's the whole purpose behind it no you don't know your budget you have to forecast you have to tighten your belt because guess what without that and you're working off a of sales tax maybe the economy goes down you don't get as much money in on the sales tax that means the counties and cities and municipalities don't have the same revenue you got to tighten up your belt it took me a long time to come around on this serving for 5 years on a special uh, special district, fire district, and watching how the budgets were done, my whole, my whole perspective went, oh, my God, because I saw conservatives and liberal people fighting over the same damn money because they had it in their head that it was their money and it wasn't the taxpayers' money. It wasn't your money, and even though it was a really efficient little government entity, there were problems. So I've come a long way on that and I hope you will too, because it's something that needs to change. All right, folks, we're running out of time here. I want to thank you for listening to this show for the last 15 months. It's been a pleasure doing this on Voice America. It's been a pleasure for it going out to all the distribution networks out there uh, that have carried through. I know there's a lot of followers and, and I know a lot of you are going to be disappointed. I'm going to be off the air for a while, but unfortunately I've got some private sector projects and insurance and data. I simply have to put the time to, and I don't have the time to do both right now, but I will tell you this won't be out there long, and I'm going to look at whether I want to come back and do it like this or shake it up So I haven't decided yet. And when I do, you'll know about it, and we'll have the same conversations. The website will stay up. It will never come down, and you can follow me on social media. I'm not getting off social media. I'm going to be on that because I want to keep you informed. I want to get you educated. I want you motivated. I want you laughing a little bit. I want you thinking a little bit, and I also want you to remember that, first off, remember everybody deployed. And remember, you live in the greatest nation under God's green earth. It's always has been, always will be, despite our problems. Don't lose hope. Keep the faith. And I'll see you when I come back around next time. This is Derek Yancey signing off for the Information Ed podcast. Hope you have a great week.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central, and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share then.